take the music down. We got a great person we're going to be talking to shortly here. Dr. Ralph is on the line. So first we're going to do Would You Rather, okay? Be able to run as fast as a lion or fly, but only as fast as a turtle. Which one would you rather do? I think I'm still going to go with flying. Okay. Because I was going to do the flying, too, just for the fact that I'm scared of heights. But, <laughs> but the thing is, so is that you can get a lot of fun to look, things to look, look at. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was and thinking. And then, you know, it doesn't say what kind of turtle. You know, the sea turtles, they move pretty fast in the water. Okay. So then, you know, like if I follow a, a sea turtle, I'm, I'm going to be cruising quite so a bit. So it wouldn't right? be... Too bad. Yeah. Or no. yeah, so you know, slow. Yeah, right. And then I, I've seen some turtles book. So yeah, I know they have bursts of speed. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it is whatever. So, okay. Okay. So now let's bring up, bring into the studio here via uh, the telephone, Dr. Ralph. Hey, Dr. Ralph, how you doing? Uh, good. Can you uh, hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you okay. We can hear you so far. We'll let you know when we can't. Yep. <laughs> so how the heck are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, I thank- on a really nice day. So... Oh, good, 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 good. See, um, now I was just, I was mowing the other day and I realized that I've been training dogs for 50 years. Now I can't see how that's possible because, you know, I'm only 23, but uh, now you've been uh, a vet for how long have you been in the business? Um, I graduated from vet school in 89, um, was out in practice for about a year and a half in the regular general practice in Bloomington, and then went back to the university as a resident in radiology dealing with X-rays, ultrasounds, radiation therapies, things like that. And then um, I came out and started a, a traveling ultrasound uh, business in 1996. Okay. And what made you decide to land on doing ultrasounds? Well, um, it, it was a, a, a service that wasn't available at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, most clinics didn't, the vast majority of the clinics didn't have an ultrasound machine. Uh, most people that at that point, didn't understand what it could do, um, how it could benefit them, um, and it was seemed to be an opportunity to try something a little bit different, offer a service that I came to the clinic, um, and that, uh, and, the, and the, the regular veterinarian could stay involved with the case, and uh, we could work together on stuff. Oh, nice. I, look at how up, up on things you were. I'm very impressed. <laughs> you found a niche and you filled it. That is awesome. Yeah, but it's, it's worked out really well. Um, I get to see a lot of variety. I get to work with uh, a, a large number of veterinarians in the area and Duluth and even into South Dakota, Southern wow. Minnesota. And uh, um, I get a, a nice variety of cases. It's a really good 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 slot for me now you're uh, you have ultrasound ultrasound will travel is that how it works basically yeah that's it i just i work off the the very phone i'm talking to you on uh i get a fair number of phone calls every day um and uh, i have clinics that i go to and uh uh, they call me ask to book something and uh, we set up a time and uh, try and get it done as, as efficiently as we can for everybody. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so now, people that don't understand, what exactly is an ultrasound? Um, let's see. Well, it's a diagnostic tool mm-hmm. that uses sound, basically similar to whether it's sonar or uh, it's sort of a glorified fish finder, if you will, <laughs> um, uh, with some pretty high-speed processing and by casting 
high frequency sound in, in uh, millions of cycles per second into a body, human or animal. We, it can help us, uh, uh, the sound reflects back and through the magic of electronics and uh, that kind of wizardry, we can actually create an image on the screen. Wow. And from there, look through a, a liver or a spleen or a kidney uh, and get a better idea of what might be going on inside the animal. We look at hearts as well. Okay. Um, or, any, or any kind of mass. So just basic, it, it's, a, it's a machine that you have a probe in your hand and, um, and, and scan and look for what the problems might be. All right. Now, this is a million-dollar question here. Now, what is the difference between an X-ray and an ultrasound? Okay. X-ray is 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 uh, an image taken with uh, X-rays, which are a form of radiation. Uh, they play on a tube. Uh, it casts out the X-rays. It passes through the animal uh, to a screen with a sheet of film, or now they're, most of them are electronic. Uh, and it essentially exposes the screen um, uh, and, and leaves shadows. Okay. Um, and there's different densities that you'll see. Air would be black. There's nothing stopping it. Right. Uh, fat would be a little bit sort of a dark gray. Soft tissues like a, um, a liver or a spleen or a kidney or a bladder uh, will be a lighter gray. And then there's bone, which is obviously fairly white, and then metal, which is even whiter than that right that gives us shadows it gives us ideas of shapes sizes uh it gives us a pretty good hint whether there's fluid in, there, in, in an abdomen or whether there might be a mass or a tumor or uh, um, nodules in the lungs or uh, there's a heart too large it gives us a, 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 a starting point uh, it's not always give us the exact answer mm-hmm. but it tells us what we might be looking for um Ultrasound uh, is something that very often goes to sort of the next step. Um, you take an X-ray and you think you see a mass that might be associated with the spleen, or maybe it's, it could be liver. Okay. Well, the ultrasound is there to help us sort that out and maybe characterize it a little bit. Is it full of holes? Has it got big pockets in it? Is it solid? Um, are there other masses that we didn't see on the X-ray? Are there large lymph nodes? And, and so on. So the ultrasound gets us sort of a, another step. Okay. Would it be equivalent to um, kind of what a, I know MRI is a, a whole different bug. I understand that. But I'm saying, but it's the next, it, it like equate, because you could find out more information with the ultrasound as far as, because you said earlier that it yeah. sees through stuff. Yeah. Well, each technology has its, its advantages. There's uh, things that you can see with an X-ray that you can't see on ultrasound. There's changes in patterns in the lungs and stuff like that that are and pneumonias are going to be best seen with an X-ray. Okay. Um, ultrasound, uh, you'll be able to again look at a, uh, the in, look right through the liver, right through the spleen, and tell us whether or not we have a, a mass or a tumor, or see if a kidney is dilated or obstructed. Uh, it gives us a little. It gives us more information that way, and it gives us a potential opportunity to uh, get a biopsy or put a needle in it and aspirate oh. some cells back and see if we can define whether or not uh, a, a malignancy or something benign. Okay. CT and MRI are higher end technologies that use CT uses X-ray again uh, and gives you cross sectional anatomy that way. 
MRI uses radio frequencies to do the same thing. Okay. They they too have their uh, advantages and there's uh, there's there's disadvantages. Uh, okay. The primary cost of primary problem with CT and MRI is really the the, the accessibility to it and and the cost. Okay. So what what is like is a, uh, ultrasound more expensive than an X-ray? Yeah. Well, the the, the equipment is not. Uh, well, it's about the same, probably in a lot of ways. It, the equipment's about the same, but the um, um, the, the X-ray. Most most veterinarians are trained to look at an, an X-ray and be uh, be pretty comfortable with the diagnostic. Right. Um, and they can always send those out to somebody to have. Uh, another interpretation or a second opinion on it. Okay. Uh, the ultrasound uh, is, you know, any veterinarian can purchase a machine. The problem with that for the, many of them is just having the time and uh, just the sheer experience of having enough cases to be confident with what they're what they're looking at. Yeah, that's what I was. That was one um, of my questions too, and uh, uh, the confidence of reading one that not all of them have that. You know, like the what you this is you made a life's work out of it. You know, so you're I mean you're like on top of it. So, okay, you want to hold on a sec? We got to take a break here. Okay, now you got to listen to this because I'm going to ask you for your answer when we come back too. Okay, this is a question. You ready? Okay, your, your ears are on. Hope. Okay. Yes. Two frogs fell into a farmer's bucket of cream. One frog stopped swimming and drowned. The second frog kept kicking around and was finally able to climb out of the puck of the bucket. Why? We'll be back. Thanks for tuning in to the KDK9 show. I'm here every Sunday from 4 to 6. Taking your que- uh, dog questions, cat questions. And today we have Dr. Ralph on. And so uh, I gave. A, we went to break with a question. Here's the question. Okay, two frogs fell into a farmer's bucket of cream. One frog stopped swimming and drowned. The second frog kept swimming and kicking around and was finally able to climb out of the bucket. Why? Dr. Ralph, what do you think? You got me. I had two toads in a bucket actually this morning, and I, uh, neither one of them could get out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you think, Hope? I don't know. Okay, think about it. Okay, frogs. Yes. Bucket of cream on the farmers. One quit kicking and drowned. The other one got out. Got out. Because he kept kicking, so he made butter out of it and was able to climb out. There you go. I know, Dr. Ralph, you're going to pass that one on. There you go. There you go. Okay. So now, uh, so we established now what an ultrasound does and such like that. Now, the the uh, now, when should a client ask for an ultrasound? You know, <laughs> instead of just taking an X-ray and going from there, when should someone uh, want a, a, an ultrasound? Um, a lot of them are. A lot of the cases I have are. Simply that there's some laboratory values that are not that, that they're off. You might have some elevated liver values or some elevated kidney values mm-hmm. on a chemistry that maybe was drawn prior to a dentistry or um, um, or probably just to do some minor surgery, a lump removal, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the veterinarian is uncomfortable anesthetizing the pet without some further knowledge. All right. So so you call in, we scan them, look, see if there is anything there. If not, more often than not, they proceed to uh, go there. Okay. Um, The other would be a a heart murmur detected that 
we want to put a definition of that before there's an anesthetic procedure or sometimes just to say what is it for sure and is it something we should be concerned about uh, or or need to medicate all right um sometimes they'll uh, they'll palpate something they'll feel something in the abdomen on the dog or the cat and a mass or a lump and they're not sure what it is and we'll go looking for it that way okay. um bladder issues a lot of bladder issues in both our dogs and cats um they might find uh, or feel like we've got some blood in the urine is it that because of stones or crystals or is there possibly a tumor or a polyp or some other reason there so oh, okay. it's usually something else that we want to just check it out um to make sure there's nothing bad going on right um other, other times it might be for just to gain some general knowledge of what is that heart murmur and uh, where, where are we at with it? And others, it might be to look for that mass, look for that tumor, okay. uh, and so on. Okay, what's the average, is there an average cost to doing an ultrasound? Um, my guess, and I don't I don't have anything to do with the prices that the clinics charge. I, I have a charge, I, I, I charge the clinic, and then they might... I see, okay. ...add a little something onto it for the, the okay. technicians that are helping me okay. or whatever. Yep, okay. Um, but generally speaking, I think they're probably going to go anywhere from... Um, probably three twenty-five to four hundred would be a pretty good guess around the area. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's, as an average, I mean, some that might be plus or minus on either end of that. Now, I have a huge question because most of the pets, you know, <laughs> dogs and cats right now, have a huge obesity problem. All right, when you do yeah. an ultrasound, is it really tough when the when the pet is overweight to get through that? <laughs> well, Actually, no. No, okay. that, that is one of the advantages. But one of the advantages to the ultrasound is that it, we can still sort things out. Okay. Um, they are a little thicker, so we might have to, uh, you know, dial up the power a little bit, if you will. Okay. Um, but most of the time, we can we can get them uh, pretty nicely with it. Okay. Uh, or if there's fluid in the abdomen. That's the place where again the X-ray might not give us much information other than that there's fluid. All right. Um, the uh, the ultrasound will help us find the fluid, and and maybe even possibly, again, get a sample of it to help us define what it is exactly. That's oh, going okay. On. Okay. Well, that sounds good. That sounds good. Now, we've got a couple of people online that have a question for you. How much time have we got before break? We have five minutes. Okay. So do, would you mind fielding a couple of questions? Sure. Okay. Okay. Why don't you bring up who's up first? Susie? All right. Let's go to Susie. Okay. Hey, Susie. Thanks for holding on. Hey, thank you, Katie. Yeah, no problem. Um, do you have a pro- do you have a question for Dr. Ralph? Yeah, we've got a problem, and I got a question. Okay. Um, I have two miniature poodles. Um, both of them see Dr. Levy, Jessica Levy, mm-hmm. and as of late, one of them has occasionally been throwing up bile first thing in the morning. Now, Dr. Levy hasn't been too concerned about it yet. Um, I do have an email in for her presently. I haven't heard back on the latest thing here, but um, this morning she threw up um, clear fluid with some blood in it. Okay. Um, we've been trying and giving her um, a little bit of food at night, and for the most part that has worked well. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this is another thing that's come up. I know one of the things that is often recommended is feeding three times a day and maybe a snack at night. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Levy doesn't seem to be on board with that, so I haven't tried it yet, but I'm thinking of trying it. Uh, is this something that down the road, an ultrasound may help 
solve, or what's your thoughts on that? Dr. Elf? Yeah, I think it's like, you got kind of a chronic vomiting issue, and it's a miniature poodle. Yep. Um, yeah, but it's only about once a week. It's only about once a week. Sometimes it's once every two weeks. It's, it's okay. really random. Has there been any, is there any significant weight loss? No, but she tends to be thin to begin with. And and is there any diarrhea? Um, no. No. Once in a while oh. she'll have a bout with it, but it's nothing consistent. Nothing fine. Okay. And her uh, energy's fine, it, her appetite's fine. There doesn't seem to be any bloat. Okay. It's probably probably has to do with some sort of sensitivity to the diet um, uh, um, that we're just it, it, sometimes animals just get sensitive to uh, beef or chicken or pork or whatever, and we have to find them some new diets and new protein sources and things like that. Um, so, so Susie shouldn't she shouldn't be concerned about the, the dog throwing up bile like maybe once a week or something like that. She she shouldn't be concerned. Yeah, I think I think it's, if it's a chronic problem like that, you want to see if you can you know make them feel better. I mean, that's right. that's uh, part of their quality of life. I think that would be a uh, a good thing to do. What it would help do would be rule out that there isn't some other underlying thing going on, such as uh, uh, make sure that the all the organs there's no right. uh, liver mass or pancreatic mass or um, if, if there's some consistent bowel thickening, it would tell us that there is some inflammatory bowel disease um, or any fluid in the abdomen or anything else. In this case, I would suspect what we'd be doing is ruling out that there's nothing else there so they can proceed and deal with this as, as a diet and a sensitive stomach and things like that. Okay, so did, Susie, did you get understand that? Um, I understood that. Are you saying that an ultrasound then would be warranted, or are you saying no? Sometimes, sometimes it gets to a point for your veterinarian and, and, and for you that you, you want to make sure there's nothing else there so you can proceed down one pathway yeah. or another. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. if your veterinarian's thinking, boy, I think we've got a, oh, could we possibly have a, an abscess of the pancreas or the liver that's causing some of this chronic upset. If there's something but, else in the lab work or the physical exam findings that the history that fit with that, then they might say, uh, let's get an ultrasound, make sure we don't have those things so we can go down the, the dietary path. Yeah, so it's to rule out anything, Susie, is what he's saying. Yeah. It, to, yeah. to make you, but if it, you know, if it was something like that, Dr. Ralph, don't you think it would be more consistent than like once every, you know, couple weeks or once a week, something like that? Um, not necessarily. They don't follow the books. Yeah, <laughs> that's they don't. Okay. So, no, they don't play fair sometimes. Uh, they could be, it could be something where they have a dietary sensitivity, they're right on the edge, and then we eat a blade of grass and that throws us off. You know, it's something, it can be that, that tricky. So, it's, you know, it, yeah, some of them are just real intermittent. Uh, um, some of them don't have diarrhea, but they have weight loss. They're malabsorbing, malabsorbing food and things yeah, like she, that. Why don't you hold on to that thought, Ralph? Susie, hang on. we got to run to break. Okay, would you rather be able to find any lost item, or every time you touch someone, they would be unable to lie? We'll be back. Alright. Hold that down. we got to get to Dr. Ralph. Okay. Okay, would you I'm rather... Dead. Are you here? There we go. Okay, would you rather, Dr. Ralph, be able to find any lost item, or would you rather every time you touch someone that 
they would be unable to lie. Which one would you would you rather be able? Oh, there's enough. <laughs> Go ahead. What? Okay, say it again. Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, I would uh, prefer just to be able to find something because I, there's a lot of times I don't think I want Tom's somebody telling me the truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Well, I, I was thinking the same with Doctor Ralph. Oh yeah, yeah. Find it. Yeah, same here. I'd lose too much. I'd want to find the items things. That's what I would rather Yes, do. exactly. Yep. It'll uh, come in handy. That's true. <laughs> I don't want the truth many times. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, so now we got to go back to Susie to just make sure. Susie, now you, uh, did you get the gist of it? Basically, it's for your comfort level as far as to rule something out that you can move forward or you could do the diet first change up the diet and see if that works instead of going so it's something that, that you have to feel that comfortable with whether you want to do an ultrasound or whether you want to just start changing up the diet and see if that makes a difference yeah i think i'll go with changing up the diet and maybe you know feeding smaller meals and see if that makes a difference and- yeah, just give it a shot because you know you know uh, just like with humans you know our diet changes as we get older and same with some dogs and older doesn't mean that they have to be like you know 14 years old so like i say start with that and then like i say if it starts to becoming more frequent then then an ultrasound you know would uh, you know be in the mix okay do you think raw food becomes more of a problem as they get older because she's going to be 12 okay no i personally i i think raw is good anytime you want to feed it okay so, i don't know dr ralph what's your idea on that um well as long as, it, as long as it's not you know it could be part of the problem too i mean it does again it's, it's usually more of a protein source yeah um my attitude is if it goes in stays in and doesn't come out violently in either direction it's probably a pretty good diet <laughs> yeah the only thing that's coming out is bile no food's coming out so you know okay okay even an antacid might be a, 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 an appropriate addition to that too uh what kind of acid? Like, an antacid like pepsid or pyrolisac or whatever you might talk to your veterinarians about some oh, of that. okay gotcha yeah okay so there okay. you go Susie, is that are we all set we're all set. Thank you so much you for your bet. time. Take care, kiddo. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay, Doctor Ralph, how can they get a hold of you if they um, want to have some want to note some incoming knowledge and then maybe set up an appointment? Yeah. Well, um, really, two ways. Most of the time, I work through the veterinarians. The veterinarians will call me out. So most of the veterinarians who know know of me in the area, right? So most of them have my phone number, so they can also, they can always call there. Okay. I can give him a number. I, I get busy during the day, but I probably will ask whoever calls, you know, who's your regular veterinarian and see if we can, you know, work something out, you know, working with them at their office. So the best way is to just talk to their, their vet and then they say that they want a, an appointment set up with you, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's how it usually goes. Okay. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I can give you a phone number if you want. Okay, uh, sure. It's 612. Right. Okay, repeat that again. 612-201-9309. Okay. So so phone with a voicemail, leave me a message, maybe tell me a little bit about your animal and and your pet or your concerns. And again, maybe who's your regular veterinarian because 
Well, there are a lot of times I may even have something scheduled with a lot of them. Oh, that's that's very true. Yeah, they don't. You've been around around like I have. They, everybody yeah. knows us at one time or another, right? <laughs> yeah, they don't get very far. I can't get away with anything. <laughs> Isn't that tech? It really is. <laughs> uh, okay, we got another. We got Jan on the line. She's got a question for you. So let's bring up Jan. Hi, Jan. Hello. How you doing? I am doing well. How okay. Are you? Good. Good. So, what's your question for Dr. Ralph? Well, I've got a two-year-old carrier mix who's due for his physical exam. Okay. And I got this notification from the vet listing eight things that they want to do. Um, one being the physical exam, which is fine. Uh, two being Bordetella, which we don't board him. Mm-hmm. Um, what is leptospirosis? That's a, it's a, they're really hyping up on that, that, uh, if a cow pees, well, let Dr. Ralph, he's a vet. Let, <laughs> Dr. Ralph, go for it if you want to talk about lepto. It's a bacterial organism that can uh, um, affect liver and uh, and kidney function. Um, it's out there. It's in uh, basically water supplies you have to worry about, especially if you're in areas with wild animals and things like that. It's more likely to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Then we have Lyme vaccine. Mm-hmm. Heartworm, mm-hmm. tick-borne disease test, and a fecal test. Mm-hmm. What okay. would you suggest is actually necessary? Okay. Well, that actually wasn't a question for Dr. Ralph, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody but... has, yeah. Everybody, every vet clinic will have their own protocols of what they really like to get done. Um, it also depends on what is your pet exposed to. Yeah. If you're going to dog parks. Uh, going to be exposed to other animals, maybe you want to be a little more aggressive with vaccines and so on. Um, Lyme is not necessarily a bad, bad one because we live in an area that, that that's out there, but also using other things to make sure we keep the ticks and the fleas off of them in the first place is probably equally as important. Um, right. Bordetella, maybe, again, where are we going to be exposed or housed with uh, animals uh, and, and so on, and then some of the other Vaccines are fairly straightforward and routine. Rabies, uh, that's, that really becomes not just a, you probably have minimal exposure, but uh, from a legal standpoint, they, we really want to keep that up, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and he's not, he's not due for that. Okay. And see, the, the, a, a good book for you to read, you know, to, are two places to go to try to make decisions, you know, because everybody's a decision that's up to yourself. Go to a, read a shock to the system, shock to the system. Okay. okay, and then go to that's by O'Driscoll, capital O D R I S C O L L. Okay, then go to yeah. dogsnaturallymagazine.com, dogsnaturallymagazine.com, and put in vaccines, put in flea and tick, put in uh, heartworm, and start reading. And so it's decisions that you need to make what you want to do for your particular pet. All right. Got it. All right. All right. Now I think if he's and I'm doing I'm doing frontline. That's going to make a difference? It's only up to yourself. You know me. I don't put any chemicals in or on my dogs that I will not put in or on myself. There's so many natural ways to do things and take care of things that there's no sure. way I'm putting any chemicals in or on my dogs or my cats or my horses or anything like that. Okay? So that's what, that's what you've got to do is you've got to read up and make uh, the three words vets hate is Katie Canine says. All right, and because of, <laughs> because the thing yes, is, I, is that I've gotten that reaction before. <laughs> yeah, and so the big thing is, is that I'm not here to tell you. I'm here to try to empower you. Read, make your decisions what you are comfortable with. That's the main name of the game. All right. 
Okay. Okay, kiddo. Thanks for the call. Sounds good. Take Thank care. You. Bye-bye. All right, Dr. Elf. Okay, what are some... Um, uh, now, because there's... Okay, let's say I think my dog ate something, you know, like swallowed a sock or swallowed part of a ball, all right? What would be better to take an x-ray or an ultrasound? Um, usually on the first first run through of that, they're probably taking an x-ray um, because if there's a foreign body down there, the bowel loop that's, the word is ORAD, O-R-A-D, mm-hmm. towards the mouth, that end will tend to block up the fluid. Okay. And so the, that bowel loop will become distended or the stomach will become stent, distended with fluid because things can't pass. All right. And then you, have, you might have some really thick, sausage-shaped uh, bowel loops. And then after that, you'll have more normal. And that's a tip-off that there's something stopping up the system. Okay. If you look at it and you don't see anything there, then you might want to hold up a little bit uh, for the next step. Uh, ultrasound can find them. Uh, okay. That's not a, that's not usually an issue, but uh, most most often, uh, people will do, the veterinarian will recommend at least a survey x-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's still suspicions, they might want to put a little, even a little barium down, the, have them swallow some barium so it helps outline the object if it's down there. Okay. Okay. Because that's why, because I know some people have, especially now, you know, uh, some people have limited budgets. And so mm-hmm. what what I'm thinking is that, okay, would, like I say, if my dog swallowed a sock or part of a ball or gosh knows what, mm-hmm. what else they swallow, you know, okay, I, I, which one would be benefit because of lack of money? I got to do something, but which one would help understand what's going on easier? Would it be to put my money towards the x-ray or towards the ultrasound? Because I don't have money for both. Yeah, I, 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 again, that's that's a, that's a tough call on that one. But I would say, because a survey radiograph, just just a straight X-ray without any contrast or anything, mm-hmm. just to see if there's an obvious object in there. Because okay. sometimes they have a little metal on them, um, or they're uh, made of something that does uh, is dense enough that we can pick it off, like uh, oh, um, uh, um, a baby bottle. Uh, nipples, nipples and yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah. corn, corn cob will show up sometimes. It's dense enough to show up like looking like a corn cob without even having anything else there. Wow. So something you can find those things right off the start. And I think just the survey x-ray would be first. And then if this, everything's persistent and it's still suspicious, then the ultrasound would be the next step. Okay. I don't know that it would jump to ultrasound right off the bat for that until I had some further indications. Okay. Okay. And now let's just kind of sum up for people that may have turned in late. Is that now the difference between an x-ray and an ultrasound? Let's just kind of sum that up. Again, x-ray is going to involve uh, radiation uh, and taking an image, um, basically creating shadows on a piece of film or more likely an electronic plate. Now. Right. Yep. Um, and and uh, it gives us an idea of shape and size of uh, organs in the abdomen or the heart. Uh, size of vessels, uh, it'll give us a better idea of um, whether or not there might be a large mass uh, involved with one organ or the other or just free out in the abdomen. It can help us find stones in the kidneys or the bladder. Um, and again, possibly certain cases, uh, evidence of obstructions and masses and so on. Okay. Um, the ultrasound, uh, on the other hand, was going to actually allow us to look inside the organ, and we're going to look right through the kidney. All right. Um, I can get blood flows in the kidney. I can look at blood vessels in the liver. I can see whether or not there might be a mass that, or a tumor that's inside the liver that isn't even changing the shape of the liver. Oh, okay. 
yep. it's normal on an x-ray, but I might be able to find a mass in the liver. We look at the gallbladder and see if there's any objects or any, any objects, uh, uh, stones or calcification uh, or evidence of obstruction of the gallbladder. Uh, and we can also find other things that we won't see on an x-ray, such as the pancreas, um, uh, adrenal glands, things oh, wow. like that. Okay, well, that's, that is so interesting. Okay, is it that time? Yeah, my producer goes. Yes. So, okay, so we're gonna go to break. When we come back, we'll just uh, we'll we'll let you go, but we, we'll we'll let you say your goodbye. Okay. So sum up okay. whatever you want to let, let my listeners know. So let's see what we got for. Would you rather? Let's see. Da, 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 da. Um, I don't have anything right now. Okay, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're starting to scale her down here. Okay, I do have a one quick before we're going to do a would, one last would you rather. Okay, you ready, Dr. Ralph? And are you ready over there? I'm ready. Okay, you ready? Be able to read very fast, or would you rather be able to write or type real fast? Dr. Ralph? Would you uh, rather? Yeah. I wasn't raised with a keyboard, so I'd like to learn how to write or type faster. So there you go. And so what about you, Hope? I'm going to go with reading. Yep. Mm-hmm. I want to read because for the fact there's so many books I want to yes. read. I'm not storybooks, just info. I don't do good on chapter books. I just want, oh. I, I just want to like more input, more input. Like with this Altus, Altus, what I'm learning from Dr. Ralph today. You know, it's just that I could read fast so that, yeah, I'd be more informed. So and absorbed it, absorb go. it all. I yes. hope I, yeah, I hope I read fast and <laughs> absorb it. That's a million dollars. <laughs> okay, now Dr. Ralph, when, um, do you have to be certified or like when, let's say uh, I just go to my vet and they do an ultrasound, they don't call you in because I don't know about you. Do you have to be um, certified to read ultrasounds? No, no. Yeah. Uh, if you, uh, you, 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 a lot of clinics have machines. And, and again, the, the, the difference between what they're doing, what they may be able to do for you or what I, what I personally could do um, is simply just sheer volume of cases. Yes. I'm, I'm, Coming up on about sixty-five or sixty-six thousand cases that I've done. Oh my lord! Sixty-five thousand. So, yeah, wow. yeah. So, so just the sheer experience that I get to, you know, I'm going to find stuff that other people aren't going to find. Right, in because. All cases. The main thing is is how it's read, whether it's an X-ray, an ultrasound, or anything. Right. That's the main right. thing, and so you've got the proof of basically the experience, like you say, that could see something because of everything you've seen in you know by doing this. If they're a clinic that has a machine and they use it regularly, then they're going to be good at it. If they don't use it regularly, it's they. I mean, and by regular, I mean couple times a week okay uh, they're probably gonna struggle with it a bit so that'd be a good that'd be a good question to ask like my vet now are you versed in this how many times do you use it or how many how many have you read correct yeah it's it you know and I and, and granted and they may not but then maybe for what they need to do with it, it, it it's relatively minor um, or it's going to be sort of a quick scan to see if there's something that throws them off or they, they get alarmed by, and then they, maybe they call somebody else in, like okay. myself, to come in and see if they can figure it out. Okay, but they can. So, I could call in anytime. I could try to set something up either through my clinic or by calling you to set up something maybe closer to me or whatever type of thing to, to set up just so I can use you. Do you have a website? 
Uh, no, I don't. I, okay. I've worked out just straight out of uh, yep. off my phone for oh, all yeah. years. Well, that, you know what? And I've, I'm a dinosaur. I don't have a smartphone. I don't text. You know, I have a cell phone. It's in my car. And uh, when I get the bill at the end of the month, how many minutes used? Zero. <laughs> and so I'm a dinosaur, so I totally get it. And so it's just, but I would, all of a sudden, Donna, he's like, wow, do you have a website? But that's the main thing. Yeah, I would. I would. I wouldn't have the ability to maintain it. That'd be part of my problem. You know, well, so. you're too busy doing what you do the best at, yeah. and that's doing ultrasounds, and that's worth its weight in gold. Well, not weight, because it probably ultrasound doesn't weigh much, but <laughs> it's vast. But I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your busy schedule to empower my listeners here. And then uh, you can at any time go to mytalk1071.com, go to my Katie K9 show page, and the podcast will be up. I hope how, how soon does the podcast come up? Um, it should just be a few minutes, actually. And I'm going to post specifically this hour directly on your show page at my talk. Oh, good. Thank so you. So they can they have a couple different ways they can access oh, good. it. Good, good, good. So, yeah, you can. Just probably uh, like 15 minutes or depending on after okay. the, after the show. So, yeah. By end of day. How's that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> as long as everything goes well. There you go. Yeah. But again, Dr. Ruff, it's so good retouching, uh, touching with you because I've known you for quite a bit and I admire you and your work. So like I said, I th- can't thank you enough for taking the time to empower our listeners so now they're a little bit more learned. So well, now, Thank you for having me on. And uh, if we want to do it again, let me know. Oh, you betcha. I'm glad you're open to that. Uh, we didn't bore you too much. <laughs> you take care. Have a great evening, all right? You too. Take Thanks, care. Thanks, Dr. Ralph. Bye-bye. 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 Yeah, no, he is, like I said, he's just, you know how, like I said, I just admire him. He's, uh, uh, he's just not good. He's awesome at yes. what he does. And like 65,000 cases. Wow. My <laughs> Lord. <laughs> it's be like saying I, I, I trained 65,000 dogs. No, I haven't. Not <laughs> yet. <laughs> I don't think in my lifetime what's left. I don't think I Maybe can get not. to that. Have you, you been? Have you, you kept track? No, I never, because I, to me, it's not the, I hate when people say, well, I train 10,000 dogs. Sure, sure, sure. You know, the best, just like Dr. Ralph, he doesn't have a website. He doesn't advertise. Right. The best advertisement is the, when you're good at what you mm-hmm. do is word of mouth. Exactly. That's yes. exactly it. You mm-hmm. can't pay enough. You know, it's either you're, and then what I don't like is when people have testimonies on their website, because I had people say, oh, I'll write a testament for your website. And I really don't hold stock in testimonies. Oh, okay. Just for the fact that I could pay you to make me look real good. I suppose, you know, And you yeah. never take my class. Oh. You, you're just going to rant and rave and rant. And then, see, there's also people that are paid to write bad things on people's things. So to put doubt in the mind. And so I just don't like the testimonial thing. The best testimonial to me is when somebody says, hey, do you know where to train my dog? Oh, go to Katie Canine. I used her like 20 years ago. I can't believe I've been doing it for <laughs> <laughs> this is my 39th year. And then listen to Dr. Ralph, you know, 1985, I think, or 83. I can't remember when he said he started. But anyway, and so like I say, but he is, he's awesome. He, I had to use him on my band because we couldn't mm. figure out something wasn't right. And so uh, as it turned out, he, we couldn't see you know, it really anything wrong either, but the, you know, it was just a, a whole bunch of circumstances. Oh. And so you had uh, an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah, okay. and not me, my dog. Right, right. Ben. Yes, Ben. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, Doctor. But he's so good, and he the the thing I got to impress here that that's why if you feel you want a ultrasound for your pet, you know, try to book Doctor Ralph. And the reason is now he is. I'm thank goodness that he's uh, uh, working with two other vets that he's you know to try to. 
spread his wealth of knowledge, you know, so that if he decides to retire or get out of the business, that there's somebody else in the business that knows you know, I mean, no, you know, right, nobody's a clone right. of each other, yeah, right? But you know, he's got a lot to teach people that want willing to to listen and to work with him. So, so he is working with a couple other vets and and getting them to just that's what they well, do. That's good. Is ultrasounds and a story. So, but yeah, it, it, like I said, I just can't see him now. So, if you want to listen to the whole interview and learn more about ultrasound, when when's a good whatever, go to mytalk 1071com Go to my show page, and then uh, do the podcast. And uh, and then what else did you say? Where else could they find it? Yeah, so the podcast um, on the website or on the my talk your show page, Katie okay. Kane. Yep. It'll just be like probably a few minutes after six okay. o'clock. Okay, should be good. available there. But anywhere you look for your podcast, they can search wherever they like to listen to podcasts. Okay. Just sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Okay, so if you don't see it tonight just check tomorrow okay sounds good sounds good so i want to thank you all for listening and if you got any questions for me katie k9 if you don't want to wait till next sunday i'll be here next sunday so we'll hope hopefully no i will be i'll <laughs> be here we didn't, we didn't bruise her too bad today not yet <laughs> good, good. but uh yeah so you can uh get, you know so go to my talk 1071.com go to my show page you can send me emails now remember if you, when i'm on the show you can't send email the, my emails go to my personal email, you know, out at my place. So that's why you can't email me. You have to call when I'm in studio, okay? But I will answer your email when I get home. I will pull it up and answer it to you, okay? So anyway, but okay, I want to thank you uh, for a great, great first week. And hopefully Carly was listening to see how we did without her. <laughs> so hey, give me Carly, tips. how you doing? <laughs> so anyway, thank you all for listening and sharing your Sunday with me every week. I greatly appreciate it. And you remember, go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com uh, and, and start. What treats are you feeding your dog? That is so important because it's going to add up to a big thing. So you guys have a great week. Don't hide your dogs. Train them. See you next week. Lady Lunchington presents Sandwichisms. Team meetings are a part of the job. Unless they cut into your lunchtime. Like seriously, Bill, this could have been an email. You know this Oscar Mayer bologna sandwich is too important to miss. This has been another Sandwichism by Lady Lunchington, world's only certified lunch coach. Sandwich more at LadyLunchington.com.